You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So, did everyone celebrate on Friday? What was Friday? Epiphany, a very important celebration in the time of the church year. Twelve days after Christmas, every year, we celebrate Epiphany. And it is awesome to celebrate Epiphany. But before we get to Epiphany, I want to share a few things from Romans, from our reading today, especially chapters 3 and 4. And there's one phrase in particular in in Romans chapter 4 that caught my attention this week, and I just couldn't get it out of my mind and my heart. So uh, we're going to focus on that today. Let's take another look at that. Romans chapter 6, verses or verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So did you catch that last phrase that's underlined and highlighted up there? Walk in the newness of life. What is that? Well, you might also ask yourself, why do I need to walk in the newness of life? I like my life. I don't want anything new in my life. Things are going pretty well. Got a good job, family's healthy, got a nice house, got a couple vehicles that run that are dependable, I'm relatively healthy, I even have a new football coach who's going to rule the Big Ten. I couldn't help myself. Seriously though. If we go to the end of the same chapter of Romans, chapter 6, it becomes very obvious why we need newness of life. It's a verse many of us know very well. So let's take a look at the very first part of that verse, Romans 6, 23a. For the wages of sin is death. Now that's serious business, brothers and sisters. For the wages of sin is death. So yes, newness of life, the newness of life that Paul speaks of at the beginning of this chapter, it's definitely worth noting. So with that said, it brings to mind another question. Where does this newness of life come from? So here is where Epiphany comes into play this morning. Twelve days after Christmas, like we talked about, we celebrate Epiphany. But what is Epiphany? If you went to Pastor Gerber's Bible study, you would know, because that's what you talked about today. But here's a definition. The manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi. In other words, this newness of life 
comes from Jesus, the light of the world, whose birth we just celebrated a couple weeks ago. So last week, Pastor Gerber talked about the new year. We brought in the new year. We talked about New Year's resolutions, but he also talked about something different that many people do now, and that is instead of maybe making a resolution or in addition to making a New Year's resolution, they'll have a word of the year. Okay? Or does Stacy give credit for that? I think Stacy gets credit for that. Yeah. So do you remember your word of the year if you, if you were here last week? But we're not going to talk about a word of the year today. We're going to talk about a word of the day today. And that word is going to be light. As we know, Jesus is described as the light of the world. So light's a good thing, right? Usually, light's a good thing, but not always. Let me give you a couple practical examples. So think back to when you and your special someone had a, had a romantic candlelight dinner. Or maybe you even just got dressed up and went to a nice restaurant that had lights low, and maybe there was a candle. Maybe it was just really dim lighting, very romantic. Ladies, you get your makeup on, get your hair done nice, put something sharp on. Guys might have even shaved. A little special cologne, some special perfume. Why do you do such an awesome job of getting ready for this special dinner and looking so good, and then you're in the dark? Because we really don't want anyone to see what we really look like, right? If the lights are nice and bright, you're going to see all those sunspots on your face that have developed over the years. Maybe even some, some teenage acne scars that are still troubling you to this day. Maybe some wrinkles. Maybe you're developing your mom's double chin. See, light can expose, can't it? Light's maybe not always good and perfect. Here's another one. Has anyone ever gone to a dermatologist to have kind of a full body check to make sure there's no yucky stuff growing on you? I had my yearly dermatologist appointment on Thursday. And so what usually happens is they find something, right? And if it's nasty enough looking, they'll probably dig it out and send it away to see if it's cancer or not. I've had plenty of things dug out of my back and my chest and my face. And sometimes if it's not cancerous, then they're just going, well, let's get rid of that because it's kind of precancerous. Let's just play careful. What do they do? They get out the freeze gun, right? Can't you just hear that sound? 
Yeah, I've got a big old blister right here from the freeze gun. But for them to see all of those potentially bad things, they don't turn the lights off, do they? They turn the lights on. And they turn that big old medical light on and they just kind of are looking all over for the bad stuff. And then the bad stuff is, re is revealed. Let's take a look at John 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's one of Pastor Gerber's favorite verses, and it's now one of mine. Well, how amazing is it that the Magi, back to Epiphany, how amazing is it that the Magi who weren't even part of God's chosen people, would be drawn to this amazing, miraculous light. Drawn to the light of the world in this sky. And they followed it all the way to Jerusalem and then took the short trip to Bethlehem. But unfortunately, the world rejected that light. The Magi knew. They knew all about this coming light. This King of kings and Lord of lords. And they, they eventually found him even. And they worshipped him. The light of the world. Let's take a look at Matthew 2, 1-2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from, east, from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And worship him, that's exactly what they did. If you remember the rest of the story, they got on their knees when they saw Jesus. And they brought him expensive gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. John 1, 9 tells us that they not only were looking for something special, they were looking for someone special. The true light. There's that word again. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The true light was coming into the world. The light of the world was bringing truth and justice into the world. A world that has been broken and has been filled with sin since Adam and Eve gave in to that temptation in the garden. So a new Adam was born. The old Adam was sinful and broken. A new Adam was born so we could have newness of life. Back to Romans. Newness of life. That's how much he loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son into this world, the true light, his only son, into this selfish, sinful world that we live in 
And this light exposed Satan's lies and deceptions by being the light of the world. Mankind was not going to do it on its own. We're incapable. So, question. How much light do we actually want in our lives? Jesus came to enlighten us that we need him. We can't save ourselves. We can't walk in newness of life on our own. Have you ever heard this phrase, to bring something to light? So, when I saw that phrase, I went back to my English 9 teaching. So we're going to have a little grammar quiz this morning, a little grammar lesson, okay? So, to bring something to, to light, does anyone know what kind of phrase that is? It's not a prepositional phrase. Be, where's Tara when we need her? An infinitive phrase, yes. So let's take a look. Let's, let's do a little review of our freshman grammar. So to plus a verb is an infinitive, right? To plus a verb. To plus a verb plus modifiers is an infinitive phrase. So I was surprised when I looked up the definition of this particular infinitive phrase, to bring something to light, and guess what? It's defined by more infinitive phrases. Take a look. To bring something to light equals to make known, to reveal something, to expose something. Now that's a lot of stuff going on. But they're all infinitive phrases. Right, Mr. W? Right? Big thumbs up. You used to do the grammar. I remember you. Yes. They're all infinitive phrases. But do you see it now? The light of the world didn't come into the world to perform under stage lights in a nice spotlight. The light of the world came into the world to bring something to light, to reveal something, to expose something. So I ask you this morning, what what is it that the light of the world came to expose? What is it that the light of the world came to reveal? And I know you know the answer. Sadly, it's sin. And it's our sinful nature that the light of the world exposes the old Adam that we fight each and every day of our lives. Deep down, we know it. But we don't like revealing it. But God sent the light of the world to expose our blemishes, our cancer cells, our precancerous cells, our wrinkles, our double chins, our scars, everything that we try to hide. But we can't hide from our sin. It's always there. It's always lurking around the cor corner no matter how hard we try. Deep down, our selfish, sinful nature is there. But I have good news for you. God's Son, Jesus Christ, did not come into the world just to reveal to us our sins. He came to overcome that darkness 
by not only being the light of the world, but also by being the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he did that by going to the cross for you and for me. But this sacrificial, this sacrificial lamb did not stay dead. He's alive for one reason and one reason only. He wants us to experience newness of life. Back to Romans, right? Romans 6, 3 to 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. There it is. Luther explains it a lot better than me. He explains it in the small catechism, and it's worth taking a look at this morning. Here's Luther's explanation of the significance of baptizing. So what does baptizing with water signify? It signifies that the old Adam in us should, by daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die with all sins and evil lusts, and again a new man daily come forth and arise, who shall live before God in righteousness and purity forever. There it is, newness of life. That's the newness of life we've been talking about this morning. We shall live before God in righteousness and purity forever. We've come full circle this morning, haven't we? Yes, the light has revealed our sin, but that isn't the end of the story. Because of what Jesus did for us, we too might walk in newness of life. So we say, thank you, Father, for sending your Son to shed light on how much we need him. We say, thank you, Jesus, for carrying the, the, carrying the will of your Father all the way to the cross to be the perfect sacrificial lamb. And we say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing all of these things to us through your word. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Pretty good word, isn't it? You see, God has given you his word. His word not only reveals his word, heals. Jesus is the word. It is a light that allows us to walk in newness of life. And oh yes, before I forget, Let's go back to Romans 6.23 and look at the second part of that verse. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.